0: WXDXFM Pittsburgh. as the number two quarterback that was big news cutting Landry Jones was big news but then Le'Veon Bell didn't show up and that upset the proverbial apple cart this is clearly frustration on the part of Le'Veon Bell and it must be a whole lot of frustration for Bell to skip a game check 855 k and yeah, I know he could still report tomorrow, but I don't think he's going to. Todd Gurley got paid. Khalil Mack got paid. Aaron Rodgers got paid. Aaron Donald got paid. Odell Beckham Jr. got paid. Everybody got paid but Le'Veon Bell. And now the Steelers are, once again, in chaos. This is the Mark Madden show. 412 333 WXDX is the number to call. Or you can follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. I heard about a fantasy league where Lit AF is a category yards, touchdowns, Lit AF. That's my kind of league. I'd pick Juju number one. So, Lamb didn't show. When he will show, I don't know. Obviously, James Harrison knew something when he spoke on Fox Sports. Maybe Bell won't show until week 11. He's got to play in six games. That's the bare minimum. Maybe Bell plays the bare minimum he needs to burn the contract year and to protect his body for free agency. How are the Steelers going to react if Bell isn't here Tomorrow, doesn't play in the game Sunday, isn't here next week, isn't here the week after. A lot of media and certainly a lot of fans are preaching revenge politics. Rescind the tag. Who needs Bell? James Conner will be just fine. Well, the Steelers need Bell. The Steelers can't win a Super Bowl with James Conner as the number one back. Oh, they can beat Cleveland Sunday with James Conner at running back, but they can't win a Super Bowl. So if Bell's not here tomorrow, doesn't play Sunday, isn't here next week, the week after, you got to keep the franchise tag in place and see how this plays out. I'll admit, if Bell doesn't come into Week 11, I, I mean, how good's he going to be? But what's the upside to pulling the tag? What good does it do the Steelers to pull the tag? You make do with Connor and you see what happens, you wait till Bell shows up. And now by the way, if Bell doesn't show up tomorrow, all of Yins who think Connor could be a number one back, well we get to see if it's true or if it's not. I gotta give Bell credit. He has courage of his convictions. Maybe somebody will give him a Nike endorsement. That's a lot of money to pass up, a game check of 855 k But he's protecting his body and his health for an even bigger payday. The system forced Bell into this. Free agency isn't free in the NFL. This is Bell's only option. The franchise tag allows the club's to inflict servitude on the best players. Bell isn't screwing Pittsburgh or the Steelers or his teammates or the fans. He's making a business decision. And his business is none of your business. The Steelers had the option of paying Bell. Just like the Rams paid Gurley. And Chicago paid Mac And Green Bay paid Rodgers. And the Rams paid Donald. And the New York football Giants Paid OBJ. So, Bell is exercising his option. Don't be mad. It's a viable position that Bell has chosen. I'd report. I'd want the game check. Heck, I'd sign that long-term deal the Steelers offered. Five years, 70 mil. Even though the guaranteed money won great because the Steelers don't do that. But I respect Bell's decision. In fact, I love Bell's decision, because it is what's best for business, and not just his. Le'Veon, if you're listening, I know we've had our differences, but I love you right now. And if you don't show tomorrow, and if you skip a game check, or two, or three, or four, or eight, or ten, I promise you, by the time it's all over, Le'Veon, you will love me too. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I had all this talk set up for the quarterback situation. Well, Andrew Jones getting cut and Josh Dobbs confirmed as the number two, but uh, it pales in comparison to what they got going on with Le'Veon Bell not being there. And I got a couple tweets already saying that I'm talking as if he's not coming in tomorrow. Well, I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow. Marquise Ponce, said, well, I expect him tomorrow. Yeah, but Marquise, you expected him yesterday, and you admit that you have no inside knowledge, that you've not talked to him, not texted, you, that you just don't know. I got a feeling he's not coming in for a while. And missing one game or two games makes no point. You either miss tend to conserve your body Or you don't miss any. So if he misses one, he might miss a lot more than one. 412-333-9939. Here's what Ramon Foster said about Lev Bell. Quote, I want to win a damn Super Bowl, period. I want the parade. I want the fire trucks. I want the convertibles. That's all I care about. If he's going to be all in on making that happen, I'm okay with that. Everybody eats after Super Bowl. I need him to see that, unquote. I like Ramon Foster. But with all due respect, it's easy for a guard in decline, who makes 2.6 mil, it's easy for Ramon Foster to say that. Ramon Foster should mind his own business because this is about money Ramon Foster could never understand. And if he's waiting for Le'Veon Bell to be all in on winning a Super Bowl, I'm afraid I've got some bad news because Bell's not wired that way. And you know what? It doesn't bother me that he is. Pro sports stopped being about team and started being about me a long, long time ago. The guy who's really put this in proper perspective is actor David Spade. Joe Dirt, Who tweeted... Hey, Le'Veon Bell, I know this is a stressful time for you. But as I'm sure you heard, I drafted you. So I can't have this right now. I need you to get in the game. I feel like this money convo can wait till January. I can float you whatever. But let's just get on that field. Thanks, bud. David Spade is really friggin' funny. And that's another example of why. At 3.30, we got our football guru, Matt Williamson. And at 4.30, we got uh, the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media. It's Stan Saverin. What do you think? When's Bell going to report? And do you see his side of it? If you don't, I just laid it out for you. If you listen and have even rudimentary comprehensive skills, well, if you don't know, now you know. I don't have a problem with it. I simply do not. But I bet a lot of you do. Uh. Pitt killed Albany 33-7. Penn State beat Appalachian State in overtime, and thank God for Penn State because that saved their season. I happened to watch that game. It was a great game. Here's what it takes for me to watch college football. I fell asleep, and when I woke up, the game was on. In the second half, it looked pretty good, so I kept watching. Uh, Penn State played well. Well, I mean, not really. Their defense in the fourth quarter was a shambles, it allowed 28 points, but Trace McSorley, the quarterback, he came through big time. He brought Penn State from behind in the dying moments and was very good in overtime. That is the flaw of college football, I think. If Penn State loses to App State, only winning out can save their season. That's a little bit nuts. Uh, Trevor Williams pitched great again yesterday. His ERA since July 11th is .72. It's a shame the Pirates have folded and made what Trevor's doing kind of meaningless, but great job by Trevor Williams. I keep hearing Jacob DeGrom of the Mets is going to win the Cy Young Award. His ERA is 1.68. That's incredible. It leads Major League Baseball. He's allowed three runs or fewer in 25 straight starts. That's an amazing record if somewhat convoluted. But it's still tough for me to imagine a Cy Young winner with a record of 8-8. Eight and eight. But that's baseball today. Over the weekend, the Pirates traded Fries and Hecavarria. That makes sense when you're out of it. The Pirates have very low payroll headed into next year. And I bet it stays that way. we got a whole lot to ponder. Uh, the... the Cutting of Landry Jones and the installation of Josh Dobbs as the number 2 quarterback, which I think is an absurdly bad decision, I consider that to be one of the worst personnel decisions made by the Steelers in many years, and uh, they should be glad that Bell didn't show up in one respect, because it's taken the focus off the absurdity that is that decision, and I'm going to tell you a little bit later how I think that came to pass, but the uh, I just can't accept going into a season where you're a legitimate Super Bowl contender and your numbers two and three quarterbacks have never taken a snap in a regular season game. I'm sorry, but I just cannot accept that. We're going to talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick being the center focus of a Nike ad campaign. And, uh, I have a lot of opinions on that. I'm sure you do too, but, uh, let me just throw some reality out there before we go to break. Nike stock's down two bucks already. It has down two bucks a share already. That means the overall price the company's down, I think it's two or three billion. So, um, Kaepernick took a stand and it ruined him? Maybe Nike has done the same thing. I'm Mark Mann, 105.9 the X. The super genius, Mark Madden. Finishing his checks, causing a constant commotion. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? Sometimes I'm so damn dumb, I wouldn't take a phone call from me. The X at 105.9. Are you pissed at Le'Veon Bell? Or do you see his side of the story? Do you understand that the franchise tag is unfair, that it's servitude, that it keeps free agency from being free? I know everyone thinks Bell's going to show up tomorrow. I don't. I think his silence, not talking to teammates, that Harrison seemed to know something when he spoke on Fox Sports, I don't think Bell is showing up tomorrow. How do you feel about that? 412-333-WXDX. Colin Kaepernick is part of a new Nike ad campaign. Along the lines of, You can believe so much in something that you give up everything because he took a knee and his career ended. Now, Kaepernick's getting a ton of money for this. I assume him being the philanthropist he is, he will move that along to many of his causes. And I'm not kidding. He should. Taking a knee got him that money. He should share it with the cause. And I bet he does. I know he'll get free shoes, too, but he has no current tangible need for athletic footwear. Uh, Nike is taking some marketing risk there, as witnessed by the stock being down 2 bucks per share already today. Uh, Having Kaepernick as a spokesman definitely chases some people away. I guess people are burning Nike shoes, which seems an awful waste. People are cutting the Swish logo out of socks, which uh, not only doesn't prove a point in my eyes, but it ruins the socks. The idea seems that it won't be worth the trouble it causes, and that would be very similar to hiring Kaepernick to be a quarterback. Uh, Moving now to the quarterback discussion. If Ben doesn't get hurt, who the Steelers' backup quarterback is won't matter. And I'll talk about that a whole lot at the top of the hour. But keep in mind, in 2005 when the Steelers made the Super Bowl, they won it, in fact. That's the year they beat Seattle in Detroit. During the regular season... Charlie Batch won two games. He was the backup. In 2010, when the Steelers made the Super Bowl, that's the year they lost to Green Bay, Dennis Dixon was the backup, and he won two games. Charlie Batch was the third stringer by then. He won one game. Now, uh, Dixon and Batch in those uh, various situations, neither was a quarterback taking his first regular season, NFL snap. So that's what happened in 05 and 10. I would think the Steelers would hope things work out like they did in 08, where Ben started every single game and went 12 and 4. He was involved in every single decision that season. If Dobbs has to play, like Dixon did back then and like Batch did back then, how will Dobbs function? We don't know. We literally do not know. As I said uh, before the break, uh, I believe the Steelers are all in this season. And you don't go all in on a season with a backup who's never taken a snap. Ben's near the end. Brown's 30. This is Bell's last season with the Steelers. The O-line's getting old. The Steelers are all in. And the Steelers don't make moves as if they're all in, but if they don't think they're all in, they are wrong. And to me, that's why cutting Landry Jones was wrong. 412-333-9939, the number to call. A a lot of people want to run Lev Bell out of town. Actually, a lot of people want to run me out of town because I'm so adamant that... uh, Getting rid of Jones was a bad decision. Ben talked about it a bit today. He wasn't outraged. I wouldn't even say he was displeased, but... Now in the quarterback group and on the sideline... Who's Ben going to bounce stuff off of? Josh Dobbs, who's never taken a snap in a real game? Ben really now is on his own. Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, Ben can decide But Ben now is very much on his own. Not unlike David Spade, if Le'Veon Bell doesn't report to the Steelers tomorrow. Let's go to Don and Butler. Don, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, how you doing? Good. Good.
1: I, I believe that Bell has every right in the world to withhold his labor, and the Steelers don't have to pay him. That's, it's just the bottom line, and it's just the way the NFL is. That you know, I'm sure he sat down at the negotiating table, him and his agent, they come up with a figure, Stewart says, No, we'll give you the franchise tag, and and Bell says no, I don't want that. Well no, we we know how
0: it happened. They offered him five years, seventy mil, but with very little of it guaranteed. And and he turned it down, they franchised him. You know another booby trap built into the franchise tag is that you can't negotiate long term while it's applied after a certain date. But that certain date is already come and gone. The villain in this is the CBA, the NFL Players Association, for agreeing to something as absurd as a mechanism that prevents free agency from being free. There is no other sport where when a player reaches unfettered free agency, they can suddenly say, oh, wait a minute, not so fast, and lasso you back in. No other sport allows that except for football with the franchise tag. They should they should decertify that union. The players should and just start all over because uh, to, to have the franchise tag and no guaranteed money, what a disgrace of a CBA that is! It, it is a disgrace, Mark. But perhaps they just picked the wrong people to run the union. I mean, an
1: intelligent man would not have agreed to those terms.
0: Well, they vote. It's well, not a dictatorship. D. Smith, he's the latest leader. They vote. Let's go real quick to Mark and Northstromane. Mark. You're on the air. Yeah. Uh, I'm calling about last week whenever I called and I told you. Nobody remembers that you what? called. No one. No, it's seriously. Okay, well you were saying Okay, maybe you taped it and played it to all your family and friends, but no one has any recollection you calling. So okay, let's well, pretend it didn't happen. Why and they, you make your point I, now.
1: Why when I said they should keep Dobbs and you said that, that I was uh, an idiot. And You I'm still are an idiot, and
0: so were they for then. keeping him. Anything else? Yes. Let me I, tell you, I, in this I, situation, I'm right and they're wrong. Okay? I'm right and they're wrong. You're, you're, you know more than the coaches do. I know and, more and, than, in this case, I absolutely do. This was a knee-jerk reaction made by Tomlin. I believe it was made by him and him only. After okay, Dobbs well, ripped apart, apart a bunch of four-stringers. Okay, I'll hang up on you. Bye. That's what he wanted, it sounded like. Up next, our football guru, Matt Williamson, 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. The cream comes to the top. I feel like I'm just bubbling over. you wear pants while you're on the air? Because I wouldn't. Who told you? The X at 105.9. Joining me now, he is our football guru, former NFL and college football scout, you can hear him on Steelers Nation Radio. You can check out his website, mattwilliamsonfootball.com. He is Matt Williamson. Matt, nobody really seems to know when Bell is reporting, do they? It's uh, very quiet. It's been very quiet. And when I
1: left the facility on Friday, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that Monday was going to be his day. And now when I left the facility yesterday, it seems like a foregone conclusion that Wednesday is going to be
0: his day. We'll see. I mean, who knows? How well could the Steelers do with Connor? I mean, I know they can be Cleveland with Connor on Sunday, but beyond that, let's say Bell takes off ten games.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting too, Mark, is that the Steel if he doesn't report or even if he does report on Wednesday, the Steelers don't have to activate him till after the game, which therefore he would make eight hundred and fifty grand less. You know, I mean he would not get that game one check. So maybe they would just say, Why don't you wait a week, Lev, and we'll we'll go with Connor and Ridley. And I know you didn't ask me about Ridley, but I think Ridley's a really solid number two. And if you would have asked me this question going into camp, I would have said Life without Bell is a disaster. You know that Connor isn't proven. I don't know if I like him to begin with. Ridley's just a guy. But I really think these two guys, especially Connor, have taken huge steps forward. And Conner's much better in protection, much better receiver than he was. He's showing he can handle the rigors of the NFL. But Bell still is much more of a mismatch guy, and he's great in protection. I have that concern with Miles Garrett next this upcoming week, and he's great in the receiving game. In that if you split him out, you can't just put Joe average linebacker on him, where you probably can with Conner.
0: Now, uh, I'm sure you've noticed the Steelers are espousing great confidence in James Conner. Do you think that's legit, or do you think that's mandatory?
1: No, I think that's earned. I I think he really has improved, has really put in the time. Now, that's not to indicate that if Bell leaves or when Bell leaves after the year, that the answer is in-house, but I feel a lot better about it now than I did then.
0: Is there any chance if, if Bell would miss a bunch of games the Steelers would rescind the franchise tag?
1: I don't think. There just isn't anything to gain from it. I mean, I would consider trading him, but he has to sign the tag first to do that. I mean, if somebody blew you away right now with an offer, I would listen and ask him, hey, you're going to get your contract with this other team, come sign the deal. But to rescind it, you don't really gain anything from it.
0: I agree. That's revenge politics, as I've been yeah. talking about, and, and and that does the Steelers no good. But is there any chance Bell misses the first ten games? And and let me let me say, Matt, I think if he misses two, he's going to miss ten. I don't I don't see any point to missing just one or two. Yeah, I guess
1: that's a good point. I mean.
0: 850 grand per game is basically what he's
1: giving up and he has outside of last year he hasn't made that much in this game so i mean financially it makes no sense for him whatsoever i mean unless he's that worried about getting injured and hurting his chances of getting a big contract after the season i don't know but he's gotten some bad advice in the past and he's listened to it so maybe he is considering that but to me the right move for him, and I don't even care about the team, the right move if I was his agent is get your butt in there now, have a great year, and keep your mouth shut. But that's unlikely to happen.
0: Well, I think a lot of this is because Gurley got paid, Mac got paid, Rogers got paid, Donald got paid, OBJ got paid. He's the only guy who didn't get paid, Matt. I think this may be frustration boiling over. Yeah, and to even taking a step
1: further, there's a couple guys that were holding out to begin camp like Gronk and Holy all got not monster deals, but they got made right behind the scenes with a little tweak to their contract or whatever. And he's the only one that hasn't gotten what he wanted, you know, and I could see the pride or the pouting being a factor there, but he also is a second time franchise guy. I mean, it's a little bit different situation than all the other ones. And, I don't know. I I bet he reports Wednesday, but who knows.
0: Isn't the franchise tag at fault the CBA? Because in the NFL, free agency isn't really free. The top guys can never get totally free and clear of a contract if the team doesn't want them to. Yes, you're 100% right. And even more so than the case with
1: a guy like Lev Bell, like Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player in the league, or Rob Gronkowski, who is light years better than any other tight end. If those teams really wanted to play hardball, they could franchise those two guys at a bargain rate. I mean, that's a better deal for the team than what those guys deserve. And then further making it more difficult, and I think this really helped hurt Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers' contract talks, as well as, like, a Kirk Cousins, is if you're going to sit down with those guys, of course the agent's going to come to the table and say, well, I want two franchise tags in a row Of guaranteed money to start with. And that's an absurd number to start with. So, I do think the new CBA, when it ever comes around, needs to tweak their franchise rules, and and I don't really know what the answer
0: is. We're talking to Matt Williamson, our football guru. Check out mattwilliamsonfootball.com. Matt, I was shocked the Steelers cut Landry Jones and kept Dobbs. What's your take? Why did they do that?
1: Yeah, I was really shocked, too. I mean, I do a lot of Steeler Nation radio, and I said the same thing over and over leading up to that, that hey, Jones is more valuable to this team. You know, he's a sounding board for Ben. They've always had that batch gronkowski witch for Ben to, you know, to use as a sounding board. He's definitely the guy that gives them the best chance to win a game if Ben goes down. But I think the the answer is, and I think the way to look at it, is really a positive thing. I mean, we all saw how well Dobbs played in that last game. That's not enough in itself to let you – to allow you to move on from Jones. He must have been impressive every step of the way, and he's greatly improved from a year ago. I mean, it certainly worries me if Ben were to miss time, if either of those guys have to start, which shortly sure will be Dobbs. It doesn't give you as good a chance to win as Landry Jones. But there's also another facet to it in that they now have a little bit extra cap space than they usually do this time of year, and maybe they'll add a Hayden or a Vance McDonald type still.
0: Well, I'm convinced that Landry Jones had the job, that it was a lock, and and that's in management's mind, until Dobbs played great against Carolina and then the Steelers made a knee-jerk reaction, and I'm thinking it was mostly Tomlin.
1: Maybe. Um, I, I do think that Dobbs, even before that game, though, was clearly better than a year ago, and, you know, he took a nice step forward in year two. As they have a lot invested in him now. Not a lot, but a mid-round pick and a lot of time, and he's moving the right direction to eventually be a long-term number two guy, in my opinion, probably with more upside than Landry Jones. But I do agree with you that Jones is a better football player right now. If Ben were to get hurt in week one, I think they call Landry Jones, and Jones starts week two. Really? Really? I do. I mean, if he would get hurt and re-won, yes.
0: Wow that that would certainly be um, <laughs> that would be a story to say the least. <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, the reason I think it was knee-jerk. Here's my evidence, Matt. Jones didn't play in the third and fourth exhibitions. If his job was up for grabs, I mean, not that fair means anything, but it would have been right to have him play in those games and let's see how he does too. Probably,
1: although I think there's a handful of guys on this team that don't deserve a lot of reps and it's really a knock on them, but you just know who they are at this stage of their career. Jones is one of them, Maticavich, Kavich, Jesse James. And in a way, I kind of look at those guys like they're roster cloggers in that they've probably maxed out, but that doesn't mean they're not one of your best 53 that if there's only so many reps to go around, those are guys that I wouldn't be using them
0: on. Uh, The Steelers are in chaos again, aren't they, Matt? They just can't help themselves. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I mean,
1: I'm not sure this is much different than other teams out there, but the Bell situation looming is really the, the kicker for sure.
0: Is Cleveland any better this year? And if so, how much better, and who's making them better? Well,
1: the biggest thing that hurt the Browns last year was their turnover ratio was unbelievably bad. I mean, they were spotting teams almost two turnovers a game. You just can't win like that. And they played a lot of close games, and you know that's the difference. So Tyrod Taylor, including Alex Smith, is the least turnover-prone quarterback in the league. So that in itself should come back to the mean to some degree and keep you a little bit more competitive. And, of course, they've added quite a bit more talent through the draft yet again. Landry, those type of guys as well. Gordon's back in the mixture. So their roster's clearly better. However, I think they're a very poorly coached team.
0: Well, in that vein, how will Todd Haley attack that Steeler D? What will be his primary approach and his primary weapons?
1: Yeah, I think that's a real interesting turn, is not only does he how he attacks Butler's defense that he's so familiar with, but what does he tell Greg Williams that Ben or Bell or the line or the scheme doesn't like, you know, he spent so much time with Roethlisberger, Maybe he hates this particular blitz or maybe he hates this, this particular scheme. So I do think that's interesting and it gives that. And of course the other part of it's true where the Steelers and Tomlin know Haley really well, but I do think that gives the Browns more of an advantage than it does the Steelers. And I would really think that. This isn't a secret, but I would assume Haley's going to do everything possible to attack the middle of the field, to attack their inside linebackers in the passing game. Duke Johnson, Najoku, the tight end. I would think those guys get a lot of targets.
0: The matchup of the game, to me, is Miles Garrett against Alejandro Villanueva, because if Garrett destroys Villanueva, which I could very easily see happening, uh, that could put Ben in some choppy waters, and clearly you don't want that right off the bat.
1: Absolutely. I mean, to me, the thing that scares me most from a CEO perspective is miles Garrett. And I think he can be a defensive MVP type guy. As soon as this year, he's that special, but that also brings me back to bell. I mean, if Bell's there, he's my help for Villanueva. And I feel a little bit better because he's awfully solid and reliable in protection where the other guys are okay. Bell excels in that area.
0: That Steelers defense still isn't very good. Is it Matt? Uh, where do you see legit improvement, if anywhere?
1: Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think the optimist could look at Burns, Davis, Bud, you know, some of these younger guys, these high pedigree, early draft picks, a step forward, maybe not a massive one, but at least a step forward this year. I'd like to see more man coverage, and I think a lot of those guys – were drafted to play more man coverage, but they haven't. Um, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. Um, I do think the pass rush is legit. I think the Hayward-Two-It combination is an enviable one from around the league, interior pressure. We haven't seen him, but I do think T.J. Watt is probably going to be a star.
0: What are the Steelers' health issues like? Who's going to play who isn't at Cleveland?
1: Yeah, I probably will know more
0: in an hour or two, but it
1: sounds like McDonald's good to go. That kind of frightens me, though. He hasn't done much. Sounds like Watt's good to go. Burnett's good to go. I don't really know of anyone that's due to sit, from what I understand, but there's got to be some rust with a lot of these offensive guys.
0: Uh, yeah, I would think so, but but you just use them different, right? I mean, even if Vance McDonald's available, I would expect Jesse James spends this game – is the number one tight end. For that matter, even if Bell shows up, I bet James Conner gets a lot of snaps and carries. I definitely agree with Conner, and I'm probably with you on James. But
1: even, you know, that even that the Week 3 game with Ben, I mean, I thought he was rusty. I thought he missed a lot of throws that he usually makes. As great as A.B. and as great as Bell are, they haven't played in a while. I mean, there, there certainly is some value to... Playing football, and as opposed to staying healthy, and that's a fine line. But you see the people around the league—you know, the Rams didn't play anybody this preseason—that are, are leaning more towards just getting your guys healthy for Week One. And I guess I'm on board with that, especially if you have you know Super Bowl aspirations.
0: Matt, good stuff. We'll do it again next week. Enjoy Week One. Sounds good. Take care, Mark. That is Matt Williamson. Check out MattWilliamsonFootball.com. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to talk about what Inzer Nation wants to have happen with Le'Veon Bell and why that's not a good idea. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. How you doing today, honey? Really good, sweetheart. Borderline violence. Very noisy. Absolutely beautiful. The X at 105.9. on Bell didn't show up yesterday. No practice today. Will he show up tomorrow? What will the Steelers' reaction be if he doesn't? What will the locker room's reaction be if he doesn't? What will your reaction be if he doesn't? Because I have a hunch he's not going to. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Now, the most yinzery thing to do is want to run Bell out of town. I'm sure that's the B-team's approach, and a lot of fans feel that way. But this year, you need Bell to win. And I see Bell's sides of it, too. Like I said, don't practice revenge politics, and who knows? Maybe Bell will show up tomorrow and play week one. Barring that, maybe he'll play week two. Although missing just one or two games doesn't prove anything or protect anything. So... While I may not be assuming that Bell's going to miss 10 games and only play six by way of burning off his contract year, I'm certainly recognizing that as a distinct possibility. But I stressed you can't just blame Bell, blame the Steelers, and especially blame the system, blame the CBA, blame the franchise tag, a mechanism that keeps free agency from being free. The Steelers said in a release that they are disappointed Bell hasn't joined his teammates. That's a good word. Disappointed. And earlier today, Ramon Foster talked about being all in to win a Super Bowl and implying that's what Bell needs to do. I can guarantee you Bell doesn't think that way. Bell wants to get what he feels he's owed and he feels he's owed it now more than ever. Because of all the guys who got paid, because of Donald, because of Gurley, because of OBJ, because of Rogers, because of Khalil Mack. All that piled up and Bell didn't like it. I don't know, maybe he'll be there tomorrow. That's certainly the assumption. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CW. ElectricalServices.com Steeler fans obviously want Bell to report and play in Excel and that's understandable that's what fans do I feel like Bell should be there take the 14.5 mil I feel like he should have taken the long term deal but that's his decision to make and not Ramon Foster's and not yours you could be frustrated by the situation but again you should not be mad at Le'Veon Bell Whenever I make fun of Juju because he's lit and because he dances, I get told, oh, let him live life. He's living life. Okay, fair enough. So let Le'Veon Bell live his life. I'm not in favor of Bell holding out. I do respect that it's Bell's decision. Here's one thing we should all respect. The Steelers have zero chance to win a Super Bowl without Le'Veon Bell. And if he holds out to week 11, it could very easily and probably will put the Steelers in a hole. 412-333-9939, the number to call. up. Like I said, I heard Lit AF is now a fantasy league category. If that's true, I will join that league. Tell me which league that is. I will join it. Talking about the Kaepernick thing a little bit. Him being part of a new Nike ad campaign. Nike stocked on $2 a share already today. You know, I can't believe that Nike thinks that's a good idea. I respect the courage it took to do that. And they've had, you know, spokesmen before. I mean, they... Stuck by Kobe Bryant when he was in the middle of his, you know, sex crimes controversy. It, it just, you know, Jordan was one of the original black spokesmen on a big money level. Although, you know who the first black spokesman was at a big money level, don't you? OJ Simpson for Hertz Rent-A-Car. I mean, they didn't know he was going to kill everybody. And then Bill Cosby for Jell-O. Wow. Those two didn't exactly do the black race any favors with their behavior after they got those big endorsement contracts, did they? Coming up just around the corner, there's been a bunch of fake news. Fake news, I say, about the Steelers' decision at backup quarterback. And I want your thoughts on Lev Bell. Do you want to get rid of him now? Do you want to rescind the franchise tag? If you do, tell me what sense that makes. 412333 WXDX.